Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, podcast number 140. I'm your host, David Palermo, and this will be a quick one. I got in studio my friend Jeff Knight to my left. Jeff, say hi real quick. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Dave. So finally, don't get all excited. We're not there yet. So don't forget <laughs> if you're listening to this on Punch or uh, on uh, Grandstand Sports Network, thank you so much for, you know, Supporting Grandstand Sports, a lot of great podcasts, and as always, it's pretty much a radio station that has slotted podcasts that play 24 hours a day. Very proud to be a part of it. So thank you to Grandstand Sports Network. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. Also, check out Lockdown Bills podcast with my boys, Kevin Masseri and Eric Turner. Love those guys over there. Have them frequently come on this podcast as well. So if you want some more analytics, deeper, more serious of a football conversation, not your whatever you want to put here in that space. And lastly, brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. As always, um, you know, check them out at PunchDrunk. And three comedians to do a podcast. One dude, his name is Sam Tripoli. Has another podcast called Tinfoil Hat Podcast, which is pretty rad, and has a comedy special called The Diabolical on iTunes. Also, Ari Shafir has a comedy special called Double Negative. Check that out on Netflix. And Jason Tebow is a part of the Red Zone Network or the Red Zone Channel and is a regular at the comedy store. So follow them. What? Also has a comedy special coming out, Return to the Red State. Jason, shout out to Jason Tebow and his pile of leaves. That's an inside joke for Punch Drunk. Listen, you'll know what it's up, what's up. Oh, wow. Rewind. John, no, John, we're not rewinding, <laughs> dog. This is real flow. Only I get to pause it, and I definitely didn't pause it four times before you came in. So, no, you're not getting what you want. It's a long day. A lot of drinking, a lot of sun. It's been a long day. So, <laughs> if you don't already, please just subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. If you want to support the show, there's an Etsy store you can click through right on numbillsfan.com. However you found this podcast, thank you. And, you know, this podcast is honestly, it is what it is. Sometimes I'll have a random guest like Nick pop on from the Red Pencil Tailgate who's absolutely out of control, going to lead down some valleys and avenues. If you're a fan of true comedy, you go to a comedy club, we're going to have some of those podcasts here at Numb Bills Fan Podcast. Also, if you want X's and O's, just read the title. Read the description, read the title. You know, if you got Kevin Missouri on there, obviously the, co- the the topics are going to be a little more serious. You know, you got my buddy Jeff Knight on, Drunk Dean, whatever. Jeff Knight is the man in charge, and um, he's a, a guy where we've always been a part of the hardcore community together and came together when we found out that we both listened to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, which is a disciple of Anthony Cumia's podcast, right, somehow? Yeah, I mean, he's a him and Bill Burr used to like pop in a bunch on that one, because it's like uh, you know, Joe Rogan was influenced by Anthony doing his own thing outside of uh, Opie and Anthony, so it's like that kind of led into podcasting for Rogan, which led into guys like Sam Tripoli and all those punch drunk guys like Ari Shafir and doing other podcasts. So we're a part of Punch Drunk, which is kind of like really neat, and it's kind of odd just to have Jeff on finally. Which he should have been probably the first person I've ever talked with on air because we have that love for podcasting. So 
I guess it's nice to have you here, as I don't look at you. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for having me. Um, so we woke up. The routine is, what's the routine usually, Jeff? The honest routine. Be honest. You're not going to hurt my feelings. What usually happens? This year I've been behaved. Yeah, you've been real good this year. I mean, for me, I set my alarm for like 8.15. I get out some breakfast. I watch an episode of Sanford and Son. 8.15 or 7.15? 6.15 is when I set up my alarm for. Oh. I get some breakfast, watch a Sanford Son. You got to call Drunk Dean to make sure he's awake and alive. And then... uh Usually come to your house and we kind of just uh, wait for you to be ready. You know, we wait probably 20 minutes, sometimes half an hour. Then we got to go to the gas station. Although today you were good and uh, filled up last night, but we still had to go to the gas station. But that was not your fault. Yeah, there's a new me out there, Jeff. And uh, new and approved. I'm trying. Thank you, man. Trying to uh, be more on timey and not hold people up. Get to bed at a more respectful an hour or an hour. more respectable time and uh i filled up last night instead of this morning but drunk dean of course had to get alcohol so (laughs) we drive out we take the back roads out to the game pretty sweet love doing it it's easy from rochester and our friend nick who i took out with me had our friend timmy rebelled he got a flat tire sorry tim um so tim got a flat tire had an empty seat today kind of sucked uh, but whatever, Bills won. It was a good time at the game, but my buddy Nick sat next to me, and he downed a half a bottle of, like, high-end tequila. You gotta go hard in the paint sometimes. And he went real hard in the paint. And uh, he's sitting next to me, and he had a wet spot on his pants. He says <laughs> he says it was beer. I drank, bro. I didn't like that, and I think he'll never listen to this podcast, so this is good. Sorry, Nick, if you are. Um but I trust him. He's not a man of faith. <laughs> He's definitely a good man. <laughs> you know how the Bills are with the guys who are good men of faith. I don't know if you get the joke, Jeff. That one went over my the head. The microphone. You got to talk in the mic. Sorry, that one went over my head. He's like staring at me to my left. <laughs> I'm not going to kiss you. <laughs> Maybe a tug. <laughs> Outside only. <laughs> anyway, so Nick decides like. After he shows up with 10 minutes left in the first quarter, I don't know if I told you this, Jeff, Nick decides he's going to, like, bounce with five minutes left in the first quarter, and I did not see him. I called him with three minutes left in the fourth, like, yo, dude, nothing, nothing. And then you and I are chasing Drunk Dean around, just trying to keep the ship together. <laughs> and then well, we- It's like that show My Two Dads with, with these, these cast of characters. <laughs> I've never watched it. It's an old show. Is that like that one with Charlie Sheen? Nah, it was some girl that had two dads. I don't think that I, I think they were just like heterosexual life mates. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. It's been probably twenty five years since I saw that show. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Conversation killer Jones are here. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, oh, it's two and a half men. Okay. Okay. Charlie Sheen would have fit into the last podcast really well with Nick Pop. We had some interesting topics. Anyways, if you missed that one, you should check it. So, right out the gate, this is a game review podcast. Um, You know, Jeff and I talk a lot of shit. We talk all the time. And we'll talk back and forth. Clearly, we have a beef with negativity, with negative fans. So, we'll eventually touch base on that. 
But I got to say, watching this first half of this Bills game, it seemed like the refs wanted to do everything they could, just, like, make it harder. And it just seemed, like, really lopsided. Like, if you're going to be ticky-tack with penalties, you got to be even about it. And what I like about this Bills team is they did not cave. They acted like it didn't happen, and they moved on to the next play. You saw that with the Tolbert touchdown. They moved on and just threw the ball to Holmes and got the touchdown right after. And I really thought that the Bills, they held their own today. The defense is for real. And Marcel Darius, who, don't really need him. Honestly, I thought Adolphus Washington played played fine. And you're not noticing 99 not out there. Honestly, not worried about it. Uh, another guy I want to eventually touch on, Jordan Matthews. Great effort. Um, he gives it 110%. He's all riled up. He's ready to go. He blocks hard. He's like... He's got that tenacity that we're used to seeing out of Robert Woods, but a bigger person. He just seems bigger. And, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy couldn't get the run game going today. It's just, I don't know what's going on. It's I think it's, again, just getting used to zone blocking and, and for this offensive line, something that we touched base on last week in the podcast before. Um, so McCoy had seven receptions. You know, Tyrod Taylor, two touchdowns. 20 for 26 on 213 yards. What did you think about Tyrod Taylor today? Let's get that right out of the way, Jeff. What did you like if you want to talk to the Mike? Yeah, I, I, you know, I thought he played great. He's great game management. Um, I mean, he was at one point he was like, what, 18 for 23. You know, one of those incompletes was a, that Tolbert drop, which, you know, should have been a touchdown. And we still got fans complaining about him. I don't know what more this, this guy can do to, to please the fans. He's not, I mean, if, is, they're all, they're all, you know, the, Armchair quarterbacks throw the bomb, throw the bomb like Al Davis calling in from the from, you know from the sidelines of the Reds or the Raiders, and uh, yeah, we just don't have that deep threat. But you know he managed managed the ball the the ball and threw over the middle well this this game. I thought it was a great performance. Right, and and I'll piggyback that by saying one thing we we talk about as friends here is like Tyrod Taylor is really good out of the play action. And that's one thing they really showed a lot of was a lot of play action looks to a point where the Bills were either breaking even, gaining, or I mean, breaking even or losing two, three yards consistently in the second half for their first down plays. And to a point where I was getting a little irritated because you get an interception, you get a turnover. I think it was Trey White. You get the pick and then you turn the ball over or you go three and out and it's First of 20 over uh, some kind of holding call from Incognito, which is another story. Um, it's like, you know, you're running the ball with Tolbert up the middle on, like, first and 20. I mean, why can't we go seven yards at a time? I don't, you know, certain things I didn't understand. So now it's second and 18. Now you got to go nine yards at a time. Yeah, I, I want that field goal. I want those points. It, it's the Bills. We're used to watching the Bills ruin this thing. And that's not Tyrod's fault. You know, you can't set the guy up to have a second and 18 now after your run game has been working, but your play action has been money. They're going to look at the stat sheets and see that you're the number one rushing team the last two years. Well, what the hell do you think you're going to do? You have LaShawn McCoy. They were still persistent trying to run the ball last week when they couldn't run the ball last week. So this week, I think they would have ran play action Right off the bat, I think the score could have been higher. You saw guys like Jordan Matthews B 
being open. You saw guys like Charles Clay being open. Nico Leary making a wonderful grab. Can we talk about Tyrod Taylor rowing left, getting his feet set for that half a nanosecond, and zipping that ball only to a spot that when he threw it, I'm like, geez, how is he going to get it past the, past the guy right in front? Like, there's a guy like a few yards in front of O'Leary, and O'Leary, Raw Dog O'Leary, making one of the most <laughs> athletic grabs I've seen in a long time. It, probably one of the most athletic catches for the Bills this season. And what a throw from Tyrod Taylor. I mean, and one of the only spots, when you're running to your opposite side and throwing the ball, that's harder. Than anything. So, what, you remember that throw to Nick O'Leary? What did you think about oh, that? Oh, that was awesome. I went crazy. Raw Dog O'Leary. You heard it here first on Numb Bill's fan podcast. Yeah, I got a tweet. Raw Dog! I was like, yeah! Dude, catch the fireman, please. Uh, so, yeah. our section loves tight ends, too. We are, we, yeah, we, we are, we are in love with Chandler, and now uh, O'Leary's our new guy. <laughs> you can't go wrong with tight end. I mean, I got Charles Clay starting a fantasy over Jordan Matthews. I know he's going to get touchdowns. Get out of here. I know. I have Bills players on my team. What am I doing? Sorry if you have McCoy. I mean, don't bet that high on a Bills player. So, in that kind of way, they have to prove themselves first. It's an offense. Then I can start trusting them. So, the Bills put up 26 points. Can't complain. That play action game was money. Yeah. A lot of guys open. The defense, bend not break. You know what? Hats off to the defense. I hammered on the bend don't break deal because I did not want to see a bunch of savages wearing down. I mean, one thing is with the bend not break deal against Carolina is they ate up the clock. And yeah, the Bills on field for like half an hour probably. The, the, the time of possession was simplified version was the Panthers had the ball two thirds of the time. Yeah, I don't. When was the first time we got a, a first down? Was it the second half? I think they ran sixteen plays in the first half last. <laughs> so what I'm getting at here is the field position is something I preached about last podcast, um, or I should say after the Carolina game, and the Bills had a lot better field position, and and also the obvious is turnovers. Micah Hyde got a little bit bogus of a penalty, shoving dude out of bounds a little bit late, allegedly. Uh, a couple ticky-tack things, incognito getting called. It's like 64 must just have a target on his back because you see your head tilted. You see the ref on a replay, his head tilted towards holds that are right in front of him. And then something ticky-tack is thrown, like a pass interference in the first half from Trey White on perfect coverage. I don't know what else he's supposed to do in that situation. You know, but it was nice to see guys like EJ Gaines get his pick. You know, we got EJ Gaines in a trade for Sammy Watkins and a second-round pick from the Rams. And to see him show up, fit the system, be in the right spot, make a nice play, get that confidence, boom. And you got Jordan Porter with the pick earlier in the season, you know, getting some confidence. You know, so to see Trey White, number 27, is just crushing people. Just absolutely Tredavious White, you got, I got to say, you are the most impressive rookie I have seen in a Bills uniform in a long time as far as a first-round draft pick. Really super impressed. Like, Sammy Watkins was nice, but, you know, obviously health is a thing. I know it's still early, but you want to talk about working hard, always around, 
he's always run a play. There's a couple miscommunications today, you know, where the Bills got lucky with the drop on that third down, a big blown miscommunication thing, and then another thing later, which I think was on, you know, Trey White was talking to Micah Hyde before a play went, and, and all 22 will show up, and that was where a big chunk yardage up the right, right sideline going um, pretty much underneath the Buffalo, so whatever side that is, I'm so confused on the end zone ends. I sound so stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know, underneath the Buffalo. Um, but Trey White, what'd you think about twenty seven just balling? You know, I was I was kind of upset when we drafted him. I really wanted that foster kid out of Alabama, but you know, seeing him today and even the last few weeks, he's he, I'm very happy we drafted him. He's I, I don't think our you know, losing those two guys, you know, our our cornerbacks from last year, I don't think we really have a drop off with the two guys new guys with Gaines and uh and White, I, he's definitely one of my favorite players in the defense right now. He is definitely fitting the system well. And I got to say that the effort from this defense, it, this whole team, I should say, I don't know what's up with this Bills team, but right out the gate, you see the national anthem thing, which I'll get into more in another podcast this week. Um, this is more of a game review. I'll get into dumb politics another time. So I had some posts on social media. If you don't follow Numb Bills fan on social media, I had about 15 posts today during the game. If you want to be involved, you want to see what's going on at the stadium, you want to see like how Bills fans live life at the stadium, like like in-game experience. I linked up with some people who had uh, some real cool things going on today, Bills-wise. You know, got the Bills had to another van. These people made a an awesome van, which all that's called Vandemonium. Met those guys today. It was awesome. So. Um, you know, really a lot of cool stuff happens on the Instagram. I even have some like in game thoughts on Twitter and Instagram, especially now that they have a, a Wi Fi connection. I've been waiting for a Wi Fi. I would have been doing this for years. I've been going to the game season ticket holder now six year. It's not something I'm necessarily proud of because especially when you're watching the game and you see guys that are very incompetent at their job, the refs aren't glittering after the Bills win, but it's still an issue. Um, one thing I want to run by you, Jeff, real quick is, uh, you know, I, I really think the WWE, Mike Sawyer, my friend Mike Sawyer says, he's like, dude, the NFL is like the WWE. It's like, you got your villains, you got your heroes, you got your players, and it's just like, man, I get so sucked in, but it's like adult stuff. It just feels like so adult, and it's not necessarily stage but sometimes some things feel manipulated, which is kind of weird. Oh, for sure, dude. It's the rest, man. They, they, there's money for there's more money in closer games, and there's more money. It's more money for the league if like those. I feel the like major market teams, you know, do well. No one cares about the the bills and the the wide you know wide scheme of things. It's not a huge market, so I feel like they want us to lose. I think that's why Incognito gets some of those penalties. That's why we get some of those stupid pass interference calls. Yeah, and. I mean, they had a, a couple drives extended. Now, the Bills had a pass interference call that was a catch anyways that the penalty got declined, which so I can't really consider that uh, a penalty. But right after that next drive, I think that was first half, next drive, the Broncos had the ball next drive. They ended up getting like some another bogus pass interference call. And it's like things are just really weird in the stadium because we don't get to see the replay and we pay a lot of money to sit in a stadium and we don't get to see the replay and if there's one thing i could still tell is that those stripes 
they take a lot of dips and turves around the around the waistline and the belt. And these guys are fat. And I say it all the time. And I'm not trying to fat shame. I'm trying to fat shame as in like, you're not good enough for the job. There's too much money. There's too many lives on the line. These guys dedicate their life to it. And we have technology to go over these plays all the time and fix it. And honestly, the first half watching this Bills game, I just had some weird perspective. I don't know if it's because I drink beer today. I usually don't drink much. As you know, Jeff, like I'm really not a drinker. Um, because I can't hold intelligent conversation while I'm fucking drunk. Like people just annoy me and I can't do it. Um, so it's hard to get the thoughts of the alcohol, but today I had some like weird perspective. I was like, the NFL doesn't really care to clean up the refs. Like they really, truly don't care. And that goes both ways. The bills eventually got some breaks, you know, it did eventually go the other way. But there are blatant holds that are missed. There's blatant crap that are that's right in front of us. There's perfect coverage. It's not even a discussion about Trey White's coverage. Like the guy who threw the pass interference on Tredavious White in the first half was behind Tredavious White. What about the other refs? You don't go up and talk to the guy on the side and go, "Hey, what did you see?" No, that was you know. But they lift up a defensive holding penalty on. Yeah. The Broncos in the second half. It's like, why did you throw the flag then? Right. And it just seems, and I'm not trying to stir the pot here and be a conspiracy theory guy, but we've watched these games too many times where incompetence from the refs has screwed up a lot of people's lives. And there's one guy you can actually think about if you really look into it is Lovey Smith because I forgot what game it was. I think the Seattle Green Bay game. Because was that the game where somehow, in a weird way, that affected Lovey Smith? And his record, he got fired. His year he got fired with a decent record if, from Chicago. And it's some kind of weird way. I haven't pieced together in a couple of years, so I'm sorry to ramble. But that loss, which was incompetence of the rest, could also be added up to why dude lost his job. And then the Bears sucked for a while with Trustman. They sucked even recently, even though they... Uh, you know, won today, I believe. Yeah, they won today and knocked me out of my Survivor League. Which is okay because they beat an AFC team. So, look, my point is is there's a cause and effect. And sometimes I would rather just not have them throw the flag. And if you're going to throw the flag, I don't think it's much to ask to talk about it. We talk about centralized replay upstairs and that, this and that. Can you at least, if you had the power to lift the flag, talk about that pass interference call. What did you see? You know, I'm glad that they called the rub route. You know, they, they called the pick play, the Patriots play, you know, on, on the Broncos today. You know, the Bills got a couple timely penalties in their favor today. So I can't really complain too hard about the refs. But what I will say is they got to sharpen up a lot. And if you're going to call a game one way, it's got to be objective. You got to call it for both teams. So... That's one issue I have, especially when you're paying money and you're like, I feel like I'm paying to watch wrestling. It's weird. It's really weird, the timing. And I don't know if the NFL is stuck in some weird thing with the unions because obviously that's what the issue was a couple years ago, but they're really not improving their product, and it's absolutely disgusting. Um, So did you have any thoughts left on the refs? 
No, but I mean, like kind of like you said, they this it's almost making these games unwatchable with the number of penalties they they call, especially against the Bills. I mean, remember last year against the Dolphins or the the Giants? You know, they had like two touchdowns taken back. Was that? It was two years ago. Two years ago, they had yeah. two touchdowns taken back on both both bogus calls, and that and one of them was on Richie Incognito actually for like um, a some kind of block. It wasn't a chop block. It was clipping or some something on Tripping, him. Tripping maybe. Oh, uh, it was something stupid. bogus. They were both because I don't I don't mind owning it that the team if the team sucks like that's true. The only objective I have here. Is I'm glad that the Bills won, but we can't have these games be in the refs' hands. I just want to call it objectively, and it just seems lazy again. It just seems lazy and lazy and lazy. But guess what, Jeff Knight? The Bills are two and zero in the AFC. They're two and one, first place in a division, right? Right. Miami just lost to the Jets. Apparently, McCown had the game of his life. And or it was a solid, I should say, because I got some kind of notification. Like I, like I actually looked at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> pretend I know. Like I didn't just eat Mexican food with you. I lost. I'm not gonna mention the name in Greece because they're not paying me. So uh, a joke. Uh, <laughs> lost guy. That was good stuff. Chimichangas fried with chicken. I'm soaked on the team, man. I'm pretty soaked to be two and one. I gotta say, things are looking up. Tyrod Taylor looks solid. I would love to see McCoy do more um, in the run game, but let's see how the zone blocking scheme can work out. Von Miller was really funny today. <laughs> that was, like, really funny. Von Miller's like, what were your thoughts on that, Jeff? Uh, it kind of reminded me of, like, the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair. You know, if, if, if he just – all he needed to do was say, woo, after he, after he pulled his hand away. <laughs> it was amazing. And then I – tweeted hey Von Miller not at him because I'm not that much of an asshole <laughs> on some of you out there I, I go hey I go dear Von Miller all because you look like Dilbert doesn't mean you're not an asshole and then somebody from Denver really nice he quotes me he goes oh actually you should know they're like longtime friends and I was like oh sorry bro I missed it and he's like Actually, I didn't mention his gender, so I'll take that back. But <laughs> gotta check your pronoun. Yeah, whoa, whoa! I'm checking it. <laughs> Let's rewind this. Hold on, we better splice this out. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, sorry, I'm not up on that." He goes, "Well, you must not really be up on your team." I didn't reply because he's probably right. <laughs> you know, I can't even pick on myself because there's probably so many people listening to this. Fucking rambler, man, dude! Like, what's he even rambling about? Look at here's what I'm rambling about. I think Sean McDermott has it together. I think Leslie Frazier, as a defensive coordinator, has it together. I'm very stoked to see this team not even have Marcel Darius out there, frankly, because we're getting to see what they're made out of. And the higher and the better that this team does without Marcel Darius is going to make Marcel Darius want to be a part of that team because they're going to leave him in the dust if he doesn't come in and perform. I hope he does, man, because I remember with him and with Schwartz, he was unstoppable. He was double teamed every single play, and he was still getting to the quarterback. So, I mean, if he can get his shit together, he's a force. So, we'll see what happens. I'm just relieved we don't need to count on him. Yeah. Adolphus Washington was solid today. You know, that defensive line was solid. It was consistent pressure. It wasn't necessarily the sacks that we're looking for, or quote unquote, looking for. No, really, you're looking for. 
You're looking for Trevor Simeon to do what he did, which is he assumed there was pressure when there wasn't, and then he was throwing the ball more, you know, he was more errant with his passes, bad throw. He just honestly fell apart, just really fell apart. And a little fun fact is uh, Scott Campbell next to me was tailgating with his family, who I guess uh, Trevor Simeon's parents are from Buffalo, and I guess Trevor wanted to be drafted by the Bills, so I thought that was pretty cool. So, um Scott Campbell, shout out. Scott Campbell, 13 on the Instagram Twitter world. Um, he was telling me that. So kind of neat, neat little fun fact. So I never hated Simeon. I don't mind the Broncos. Broncos fans are fucking cool, man. Like, there are a I got lot of them there today. No issues with them, though, man. You know, you just, we talked Raiders earlier in the van, right? You know, friend Nick has been kicked out of some games, allegedly. <laughs> and I didn't know this before. <laughs> I didn't know Nick was such a savage. I'm like, Nick, what? Really? Huh. So, can't even. I won't even put it out there. But um, I don't even have a friend named Nick. Named Nick. None of them actually. But dude, I just think it's together. How? What are your vibes for the team moving forward? What are you looking for? I mean, I think Holmes is a quiet red zone target that doesn't really get talked about. Number eighteen. I mean, Charles Clay, touchdown, two out of three games. I mean, I think. I mean, our defense is solid. I think our defense is going to continue to play well. I'm just hoping our offense can start gelling. Um, like I said, early get the run, you know, the run game going. Because last three years we've been the, you know, the the best running league team in the league. So I don't see why we can't still be the best running team. So I think there's a, I think the Bills are on the, they're going in the right direction right now. I can't wait to dive in more and really do. I'm going to podcast soon. Um, most likely on Tuesday, so this is Sunday night, Sunday, 8.42 p.m. Uh, it's just been a quick take with Jeff Knight. Thank you for tuning in. Want to get something out tonight, game day of, get used to it. Uh, I'm going to start doing this more often. So, you know, night of, game wrap up. Make sure you follow me along for my, my up-to-date thoughts personally. I'm your host, David Palermo, to remind you. Um, Numb Bills fan everywhere, just whatever you think. Jeff, where can people find you, find you on the internet? Well, I mean, I'm I'm on Instagram. I think it's Full Circle Attack. Um, just search Jeff Knight. Um, if you want to see my eBay store, it's Mr. Orange. I have a few Bills things. Got some Bills things coming, so keep checking. That's a powerful Jeff Knight. Uh, just want to get some thoughts out on the game. Vibe of the stadium was red. I, I never felt like the thing that anything was out of it, and uh, just a regular goer with me every week and i can't even say it with me we're a team so it's like it's been a regular thing for a few years and uh it's almost turned into not even a pain in the ass an expectation it's just what we do and uh you know linking up with other people we met like red pinto tailgate nick pop you know jeff's made friends with nick a little bit and bringing everybody together and, and just networking out there i met a lot of cool people today in the grass lot so behind the field house. So really nice meeting everybody. Um, I'm sure we'll have Jeff Knight on back pretty soon. I want to get into what Lorenzo Alexander had to say today about the national anthem. I have a lot of thoughts on that. So if you'd like, please check out the podcast coming up this week. It's been real. Jeff, you have anything else left for the party people of the universe? <laughs> I think I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Don't thank me. I dragged you into this. You wanted to go freaking an hour ago. <laughs> it's a long day, man. It's super sunny outside. Sucked me in with with chimichangas, and I'm like, yo, you want to pack it? Well, to be fair, we're supposed to go to Golden Corral or the buffet with the win. Yeah, and then our friend Nick informed me that like Golden Corral is like styrofoam, and I'm not eating. Well, allegedly, 
Because I can't. I don't want to. That's all you can eat styrofoam. That's true. And they got a good dessert bar. <laughs> Follow Punch Drunk on Twitter, punchdrunksports.com. I'm hoping to get Jason Tebow on for Atlanta Falcons for you. That would be pretty, pretty That'd be amazing. Um, so if you're sensitive to hearing, didn't like the last podcast, 139, maybe you thought we talked about too many sensitive topics, you might not want to listen to the one with Jason Tebow if you're really that going to be that <laughs> sensitive. Uh, to the Reddit community, if you're checking this out, you're new to the podcast, again, you guys are my new favorite community because there's a lot less dipshits up on Reddit. I love Reddit, dude. Jeff, you got to get on Reddit. Shout out to Rob Frost for always throwing it out there. Also, a guest I'm going to have on, too. I didn't even tell you this. Rob from Achilles is going to come on. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. He brought his kid to the game, uh, oh, home opener, so he had an interesting perspective. Are you saw him there? No, he told oh. me because I was rambling about not bringing kids to the game, and he said he did, and... I'd like to see his perspective of how it went for him. So, um, you know, shout out to Rob for listening regularly. Thank you. Flattering. Um, so, numbillsfan.com, check it out. And as always, Grandstand Sports Network, thank you for everything. Thank you for all the support. And it's great to have a team like Eric Turner at Grandstand Sports Network and Cover One for really supporting me since this podcast started and Adam Deacon as well. So, shout out to Adam Deacon. Um, Adam, the Bills fan on Twitter, he'll be coming on the podcast soon as well. And uh, follow him along on the Bills Mafia board and True Believers. That's Adam Deacon. So, all right. Thank you. NumbillsFan.com is everything. And uh, just tell your friends you enjoy it. But really, uh, keep it real. Let's go Bills.